Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this opportunity to be in your presence, to feel your arms wrapped around us, Lord. We thank you that you don't keep us lonely, but you embrace us, Heavenly Father, as a loving Father, because you are a loving Father. Heavenly Father, I just pray that the hearts are ready to receive what you have for them, that it's not me speaking these words to them, but it's you using me as a mouthpiece as I submit myself to you in your presence, Lord. I thank you for this opportunity to speak to your children. In Jesus' name, amen. You guys may take your seats. So this is number two. You guys enjoying it so far? For those of this is your first time, you guys enjoying it? I know we got a couple returners. My man Will in the back, Vince. We've got a few new people here. That's always good. It's always a blessing. Got a few celebrities on deck. My man Malcolm is kind of dope. Just kind of dope. Just kind of dope. Thank you, Art. For those that weren't here last week, or two weeks ago, it was two weeks ago, right? Yeah, two weeks ago, um, we talked about um, the 10 people that were infected with diseases. That Jesus saw, they saw Jesus off from the distance, and Jesus saw them. They yelled, hey, Jesus, can you help me out? As they were coming, they were, they were made healed, whole, healed, they were healed. And then, as there, the, Jesus told him, you know, go show yourself to the priest. Slow recap of what, 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 what I'm going to go into this next part. Um, Jesus said, go sh show yourself to the priest. And as they're walking to the priest, one of them decided, you know what? I'm going to return to Jesus. I'm going to come back and start praising him and worshiping him. I'm going to step outside the box and return to the one, the source of the one that healed me. Kind of like uh, Nicole earlier in, in our church service, she did a sign language thing to um, My Redeemer, Liz by Nicole C. Mullen, you know? She re he returned to the, his Redeemer. And the thing that happened when he returned to his Redeemer is that he was made whole. And the thing that we got into last week was that there's three things that he did that made him whole. Said his faith made him whole, but there's three things that, sh that showed that that he, was, he had faith that Jesus is his redeemer. And the first thing that we went into last week was that he praised. He stepped outside of the box and praised God. He ignored the voices of his community. He ignored what the, the people, religion may tell him to do and said, you know what? I'm going to get back closer to Jesus. I'm going to chase him, seek him out, seek my redeemer out. And then the next point, which I'm going to get into tonight, he showed humility. Humility. Mm. I think that's a, it's kind of like a, it's like an ugly word, huh? Humility. I just kind of feel it when I say humility. I felt it in the room, the, the, the tension that built up when I said that, the word humility. But how many know what a, knows what humility is? Or show of hands. Anybody know what humility is? Anybody else? You got to know what humility is? Okay, okay. You uh, 
Can you shout out like what you think humility is? Humility or like humiliated? That's humiliating. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Humility is defined as the state of being humble. So what is humble? So humility is the state of being humble. I, always, I just love that when you look up a word in the dictionary and it says, oh, the state of being another word that I don't know. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so I looked at what humble means. It means to not be proud or arrogant. My goodness. So was my man Malcolm or our good friend Mariah, were they humble when they came in here earlier? Is that was that is that a sign? Of, is that an example of humility? No, that wasn't. That wasn't. So my man Kanye West, hold on, my man Kanye West is he is he humble? Is he a humble individual? Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Who said that? I don't know. You don't know? Okay. Well, we'll talk about that later, man. So, and it says proud, not proud or arrogant, modest, courteous, respectful. Hmm. Very interesting. Matthew chapter 8, starting in verse 5, it says, When Jesus entered Capernaum, a Roman officer met him and begged for help. Sir, my servant is sick in bed at home and unable to move and suffering terribly. I will go and make him well. Jesus said, oh, no, sir, answered the officer. I do not deserve to have you come into my house. Just give the order and my servant will get well. I, too, am a man under authority of superior officers. And I have soldiers under me. I order this one to go. And he goes. And I order this one to come. And he comes. And I order my slave to do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he was surprised. He said to the people following him, he said, I tell you, I have never found anyone in Israel with faith like this. I assure you that many will come from the east and the west and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob at the feast in the kingdom of heaven. But this, who should be in the kingdom, will be thrown out into the darkness. There will cry and gnash of teeth. Then Jesus said to the officer, go home. What you believe will be done for you. And the officer's servant was healed at that very moment. See, the thing that we have to understand about humility is it positions us to receive from God. Because what happens is it gets us out of the way. God is the one that he's in control of every situation. No matter what you may think about whatever situation, anything that you're going on about how great you may be, God is the one that's above all of us. He rules over us completely. He created us for a sole purpose to worship him. 
So when Jesus heard this man of authority, an officer, now you the big boss. Have you, how many in there have ever had a job? Anybody ever had a job? Okay. Now, one of the things about when you're in a job and then you come in, if, if you ever worked in a, a bigger company, you can come in and everybody's cool. You know, we're all peers. Like say, if me and Chris and Amaya and Malcolm, um, <laughs> uh, we all got hired at the same time. We're all good friends, you know? But let Malcolm get promoted. And then he start acting all stank. Because he got power now. He got a little power, a little, a little authority, got a little badge, it says something. But he's making 10 cents more than you. You know? <laughs> you know? You know what I'm saying? And and he and then, but he's acting like he's he's your daddy. You know, he's feeling himself, you know what I mean? And he starts and, and he starts acting you know, acting like y'all ain't cool. Y'all like y'all didn't just go to the club last week. Oh, hold on, y'all don't go to the club, right? Y'all y'all church folks, so y'all don't go to the club. Y'all didn't just go to church last Sunday. You know? <laughs> y'all didn't just go play y'all weren't playing basketball the other day. You know, you didn't just dunk on him, you know? And so and a lot of times that's what happens when we get those positions as we get raised up and get a little power that we, we lose that humility, you know, and we start doing things, just, just acting just all brand new. Not like the song, but brand new, like just, just too good, too good, you know? Like where's my pillows to go lay down on, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's what, I'm, that's what I was referring to. Philippians chapter 2, verse 3 says, do not be jealous or proud, but humble. Be humble and consider others more important than yourselves. <laughs> Numbers chapter 12, verses 3. This one, I, I love this scripture right here. First of all, who is the author of Numbers? Anybody know who the author of Numbers is? It was Moses. So look what Moses wrote right here in Numbers chapter 12, verse 3. It says, Moses was a humble man more humble than anyone else on the earth. Moses wrote that, right? So you say, hold on. I thought you said that humility is not being proud or arrogant or bragging and whatnot. But the thing is, it's a little more than that. It's basically you're seeing yourself the way God does and speaking and acting according to what he says you are. If he calls you the most humble of them all, because you got to understand that the scriptures are God-inspired. They're not just man's words that he decided to write down. I'm, you know, I'm going to write me a book. And I'm going to just write some words down. No, these are God-inspired. So God told him to write that Moses is the most humble of them all. So apparently God saw something in Moses that said, you know what? You get it. You know that I'm in control. I may gave you the title, but you know who's really the one in charge of the situation. You know? Because you think about it, if you know anything about Moses, he led the Egyptians away from Pharaoh. But the thing is, it wasn't him that led them away from Pharaoh, but it was God using him to lead those Egyptians out of bondage, out of captivity. You know, And that's the thing that you have to understand. It's all about getting out of the way, getting in the right perspective, getting the right position so that God can touch you and make you whole. Just like the, the one that came back to him. It's, there's so many benefits of being in the right position 
before the Lord. Psalms 149 verses 4 says, The Lord is pleased with his people, and he gives victory to those who are humble. Do you guys understand why God is so pleased if we're humble? It's because, like I said before, you're, you're putting you're in the right position, but you'll do the things, you'll, you'll, you'll do what he says to do. Like how many are our parents? Anybody parents? You got a few parents in here? <laughs> you do? You got a few parents? Oh, that's that was you said. I was about to say you. I was about to say, whoa, what's going on in there? <laughs> But one of the things as parents, when you tell your kids to go do something and they actually obey you, how does that make you feel? Makes you feel kind of good, right? You know, you, you don't feel good, Vanessa, when your, your kid does what you say? All right, well, no. All right, we'll let Melody know. She can just run amok and we can run with that. Um, <laughs> but for all those that do feel good when their kids do something, you know, it's because it just pleases because they're obeying, they, they delight in things you're saying and not causing, giving you no headache. You'll, you'll see that in your guys' future, you know? Hey, when you get kids, I'm telling you, they, <laughs> well, I guess I, you can, sorry about that, you can handle that later. <laughs> hey, that's what you say now. Yeah. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Uh, you know, but uh, moving along, um, Psalms 100, verse <laughs> 1 through 3. It says, shout joyfully to the Lord. They won't be shouting joyfully to the Lord if you're beating them like that, but anyway. Um, shout joyfully to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness and delight. Come before his presence with joyful singing. Know and fully recognize with gratitude that the Lord himself is God. It is he who has made us, not ourselves, and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Who does God say you are? We will only know that by getting into the word of God. The key thing is to understand who your image is in God we have to get into the word. You have to start to develop an intimate relationship with him. And you learn that by, like I said, just getting into the word. And one way is through your personal devotional time. You know, when you're, you wake up in the morning, what's the first thing you do? Do you turn to your Facebook or your phone, you know, whatever, check that out? Is that what you do? Yeah? <laughs> okay. I'll ask you. You, oh, Gina, Gina, Gina. Dang, Gina. Come on. Come on, Gina. Connect with the Bible study. We're going to, May 3rd, we're going to actually be starting a, a Bible study here for the platform. We're going to call it Thrive. Thrive. We're going to be here May 3rd right here. It's going to be separate for, we're going to have the men and the women's kind of se separate situation going to be diving into the word so you guys can kind of start to know what you look like. If you never look in the mirror, the Bible is the mirror, y'all. The Bible is the mirror. That's, that's where you get the blueprint on what to do. 
It says in Matthew 6.33, it said, Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. You're seeking him out when you're diving into that word. Joshua 1.8, it says, Be sure that the book of the law is always read in your worship. Study it day and night. Make sure that you obey. Hold on. It said, make sure that you obey everything written. So do I only have to do like 25% of what I read? 50? 60? All of it, 100%, right? So if it's in there, because I actually had a conversation with somebody the other day. They said, do you actually believe the whole Bible? I was like, Where's the camera at? Are you, is somebody trying to play a joke? I told, I told him it's not a buffet. It don't like I just want to grab what I want. You know, when I go to a buffet, if my wife's not around, you're gonna see nothing but meat on my plate. <laughs> but you can't do that with the Bible. You can't just take the stuff that you like, you know, and leave the the, the salad and everything else off to the side. You gotta eat all of that. You know, you even gotta go through all like the the genealogies and all that stuff and and dig into all that because there's there's knowledge there. There's things that you'll find out in there. And then like I said, we'll get into that. Come May 3rd, come back right here. I don't know, I think it's gonna, it starts at 6.45, 7 o'clock Bible study. Yeah, 6.45, we'll, we'll get more information for that next Sunday night. But that's very, it's very crucial in the next step of whatever you guys do as far as in your Christian walk. You know, because we can't grow without getting into the word. You know, because that's the food, that's the meat. And before we get to that point, I just want to give you guys all the opportunity as before we move into this next part, and it's the most crucial part of the, I feel it's the most crucial part of why we come. Yeah, it's cool to have the songs, it's cool to be dancing and, and, and the whole nine having games and it's fun, you know, we're gonna eat some good food later on. What is the what is the food this this week? Okay, hot dogs. Okay. Okay. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, I Yeah. Okay. 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 Uh, hey, you're a little more observant than me, a little Russ, I see. <laughs> But the next, what we're going to do right now, I'm going to give you guys an opportunity. Because maybe I'm not going to be naive and to think that everyone here in this room that can hear my voice has a relationship with Jesus himself. So I would like everyone that can to close their eyes, bow your head. And I'm going to pray. And when I pray, pray along with me. Repeat after me. Not yet. Pray, you're going to repeat after me, and it's going to be an opportunity to give your life to Jesus Christ. Or maybe you've given your life to Jesus, but you've gotten off track just a little bit. You know, you're starting to do things that you know, you know better to do. You know? And this is the opportunity to get back right with him. And we have these cards that we're going to have. And we're going to get them in your hands. And we want you to mark what your decision is that you made. 
maybe you need prayer for something else, we can go a little deeper into it. But we're just going to pray right now. Heavenly Father, I thank you for dying on the cross for my sins, opening the door for a relationship that I can have with you. I declare today that you are my Lord and Savior. I submit my life unto you. I declare that I will seek you out daily and put you first in all my choices. In Jesus' name, amen.